This is Michael Cohen, and if you're listening to this right now, former President Donald J. Trump has finally been indicted. I have said many times on this show that the wheels of justice turn slowly, but nevertheless, they continue to turn. And after so many years, Donald Trump will finally face accountability for his actions. Some of you may be disappointed that it's not enough, but you must understand that getting to this point, breaking through Trump's phalanx of lawyers and his daily obfuscation and intimidation was no small feat. This is a man who is used to bending the wheels of justice to his favor and has done so countless times. So, I want to thank the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and their fearless leader, Alvin Bragg, with whom I spent countless hours laying out how Trump directed those hush money payments and countless other financial crimes. He is about to get a taste of what I went through, and I promise you, it's not fun. Picturing Donald Trump being led through the booking process, getting fingerprinted, having his mugshot taken, fills me with delight. And sadness all at the same time. Sadness, I say, because what an embarrassment it is to the office of the presidency to have a former president of the United States handcuffed and mugshotted before the entire world. Now remember that Trump is a noted germaphobe, so the idea of Trump sitting in a filthy holding cell is the epitome of schadenfreude. After a lifetime of escaping consequences, that this has finally happened is truly monumental. It is proof positive that no man, no matter his station, is above the law. Trump thought that he was omnipotent and that the presidency was offering him total power. But little by little, all of that has been stripped away from him. The public, except for the hardcore contingent of MAGA lunatics, have all but abandoned him. Trump is now just what he feared that he'd become, a fucking loser. His days are spent wandering around Mar-a-Lardo on a golf cart and attending sparsely attended rallies in places where he still connects with a dwindling fan base. In fact, if you think of the old adage, the emperor truly has lost his clothes. Even better, this isn't even the end. Because right now in Georgia, Fulton County, D.A. Fonnie Willis is preparing for her own spring indictment of Donald Trump for racketeering and conspiracy for his actions to overturn the 2020 election in that state. And that's called RICO, baby. So get ready to be a professional defendant, buddy. That's all that you're going to be doing. It feels like a thousand years ago that I stood before Congress and warned the American people of the clear and present danger posed by Donald J. Trump. Thanks to the courageous Elijah Cummings, a truly beautiful human being and moral leader of unquestionable integrity, I was able to find my voice during a time when my life felt like it was falling apart. He showed me that there was a better path, a righteous path, where I could do my part to help this nation find its own moral compass. I spoke the unvarnished truth about Donald Trump that day, telling Congress and America that he was a racist madman in golf clothing, an insane tyrant, a fascist in waiting, and a criminal who manipulated the value of his own company and lied like he breathed. I warned that Trump would never willingly leave the presidency. That should he lose, that there would be violence and bloodshed. That this actually came to pass is no small comfort. I wish that none of it had ever happened. But the truth is, it did. 
Each day I wake up and often feel like I'm living someone else's life. From the moment my hotel suite was raided by the FBI, my life took a strange left turn. Most of this I covered in my new New York Times bestselling books, Disloyal and Revenge, which describe my life as Trump's fixer and most loyal soldier. I was his advocate, his dealmaker, and the man who cleaned up his many indiscretions. His life was my life, and like the sun, my day rose and set with his many demands. On this show, I've described the cult of personality built around Trump and how I was brainwashed to do his bidding. I barely remember that person, who I was prior to being sent to Otisville Prison for a three-year sentence was not the person who walked out. I can't say that I'm grateful. I'd do anything to have spared my family the pain that they went through as I disappeared into the prison system. That's not to mention the 51 days that I spent in solitary confinement after being remanded back to prison for writing the book Disloyal. Having the full weight of the American prison system and the, the entire Justice Department weaponized against me is a truly frightening prospect. Still, despite all that, in many ways, I was reborn, dedicated to the prospect of righting the wrongs that I had committed and doing my part to push back against the rising tide of Trump's MAGA agenda. And that's where all of you come in. Mea culpa has in fact been my salvation. Doing this show twice a week through the entirety of my home confinement gave me a connection to the outside world that has filled me with purpose and kept me going. Across three years, 300 episodes, and 80 plus million downloads, I have endeavored to always deliver to you the raw and unvarnished truth. At first, we were simply waging war against Donald Trump and his remaining toadies and sycophants attempting to dismantle the Trump agenda one podcast at a time. I truly believe that the work that we've done here has played a large role in Trump's indictment today. We were able to keep these issues front and center and bang the drum repeatedly that this man was an unrepentant criminal who needed to face accountability. But over time, the purpose and scope of the show also widened. I watched in horror the rising tide of anti-Semitism, racism, and homophobia, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and the continued attempt to destroy our right to vote. People I love were being targeted for either being gay, for being Jewish, for trying to vote while being black. There are forces in this country unleashed by Donald Trump who want to turn this country backward. And I'm afraid that he opened Pandora's box and what escaped can never be put back in the bottle. And that's why we're here, my friends. This show is where we shine a light on what's in the darkness. And I promise to continue fighting for each and every one of you each and every day. And as always, thanks for listening.